Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. I'm Lori. And I'm Rhonda. And we're so, so, so happy to spend some time with you today. Thank you for taking time to chat with us um, on the podcast today. Well, we are excited about what we're going to be talking about. We want to share a little bit about what God has been speaking um, to us over this last season. You know, as the new year has just recently happened, um, you know, we always pray for a word from the Lord for the year, word to anchor to, um, asking God what he wants to do. And just a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we shared, you know, a little bit of a journey, a process that you can go on to find a word for the year. And we love seeing all the words that are getting posted on social media. And we would love to hear from you too. What is the word that God has shared with you this year? What's mm-hmm. the scripture? Um, that he shared. Send it to us. Send it to us through our social media email. However you get in touch with us, we would love, love, love to know. But um, but we do. We just want to encourage you today with what we're sensing that God is saying for this year, both personally for us and also we hope that you're encouraged as as we share it. And, you know, if your word sort of aligns with even what we're talking about today and and the heart. I, I just love hearing about that. Like I love the connection of how God speaks to all of us. He gives us different words and gives it to us in different ways, but often there's a connection between sort of the journey that he's bringing us all on. And I love that in the process. So good. And I mean, it's going to be really exciting today because God is doing a new thing, but even as we talk about words, it's it really does anchor you into something intentional. And I think that's part of what the word is. Like God is speaking all through his word, but these are intentional moments to anchor your life, to anchor your thought, your process. But God is diving into deep areas. And I know specifically for the word that God's brought up in my life, it's not just even about that word. It's actually about unearthing healing things that are deep down within that this word is intentionally mining too. And so we just encourage you that as God gives you word, not even to dismiss it or feel like, oh, it's not as profound or to compare your word, but to know that God has specifically given you a word because there are things attached to it, good and growth in all ways that God wants to bring you to. And so we want to share a little bit transparently about that today and the word that God has in our hearts and how we kind of came about that. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that too, because it's very, very true. And I know this has happened for you. This has definitely happened for me. And it's probably happening for happening for you guys who are listening too. You know, often God will give us a word at the beginning of the year. And the way that that word is fleshed out throughout the year is not at all (laughs) what we thought. Like the word comes as a comfort. You know, you might get the word joy and that's your word. Well, all of a sudden you realize the reason you got the word joy is because your joy was tested for the entire (laughs) year. It usually doesn't, you know, it usually doesn't unfold the way that you expect it will, but it is meant to bring a sort of an anchor to God already knows, you know, what we're about to walk in, but he's with us and he wants us to know that he's with us. And he wants us to know that he's giving us provision along the way um, for everything that we're going to be walking through. So uh, we can be encouraged in that, but it often doesn't unfold the way that we think. And so as I was processing, um, you know, what, like what word or phrase or scripture, you know, does the Lord have? Um, it began, oh, I, I guess probably in November, you know, I started to think about it and I start to pray about it and some different words kind of came into my mind. And, uh, 
you know, I usually start by writing down anything that's sort of standing out. Like sometimes when I read the Bible, I don't know if this happens to you too, Rhonda, but sometimes when I read the Bible, it's like I'm reading the words, but all of a sudden a word Mm -hmm. or a phrase will sort of, it's almost like it's highlighted. Yes, yes. It's something like it it keeps going in my mind or I like feel like it's jumping off the page at me. And so then I'll keep reading and maybe that word is repeated and there it is again. And it just sort of jumps off the page. Well, I think those are clues, right? Mm-hmm. Those are clues that God wants he has something for us and he wants us to slow down and to dig. And so that's kind of, that kind of started happening in November. And, um, I, so a few words started to come out and I started to write down these words just, and just ponder on them and think about them. And, um, and so one of the, the scriptures that stood out for me came from Deuteronomy two verse three. And it said, you've been traveling around this mountain country long enough, turn northward. And I literally felt like it jumped off the page. And the thing that was interesting is it said, you have been traveling around this mountain country long enough, and then period, and then turn northward, period. And I felt like it was very directive. I felt like God had something he wanted to reveal to me in that. And I needed to sit in it for a while. I didn't get the revelation or the understanding immediately. And so I just sat in that and I knew there was something there. And, you know, over these last couple of years, both Jason and I have really felt a call to fix our eyes on Jesus, not to turn to the left or to the right, not to get caught up in all the noise, not to get caught up in all the noise, but to really fix our eyes on Jesus and to just keep going. And so I, I had a sense as I kept praying into this and just asking the Lord about it that, you know, we have been on a journey and we are on a journey in life. And I think we continue to go through different walks around the same mountain, right? And you can, this can mean anything for anyone. This can be um, a specific issue that seems to be reoccurring in your life. This can be an issue of being in COVID for two years. This can be, it could be multiple and mean multiple things, but we seem to go through these things that repeat themselves. And I just felt like there was a call. There was a call to that this is enough You've been going around this same mountain, whatever that mountain is, long enough, turn northward. It's time to change course. It's time to change direction. And so that's what I started to process. Um, I'm going to share in a minute um, a little bit of a word that I do feel like the Lord has for us. And what's interesting about this year that's been different for me than any other year before is that I sensed that what the Lord was revealing wasn't just for me. Mm. And usually the word that I get from the Lord, I feel like it's more personal. It's more directed at my life and what I'm going to be walking through. And then I'm going to need it as, you know, a sort of a strength or an anchor. But this word, for some reason, I felt like it was bigger than just me. It, it, It was beyond just me. And that I felt from the Lord that I could share it and that I could walk with other people through it, however it, mm. however it impacted them or however it, it helped them. So for example, even sharing it on the podcast, some of the word may speak to a situation in your life. And so you can grab hold of this and you can take the truths from it and you can walk it out however God is leading you to walk it out. 
So over the Christmas holidays, I watched this um, documentary and it was called, um, it was called Mission Possible. Actually, I think that, I think the name of it, it's on, it's on Netflix. I think it was called 14 Peaks Mission Possible. And did you, have you seen it? Mm -mm. Okay. So it was this documentary about this guy and his nickname is Nims. And he set out this goal to climb all 14 8,000 meter mountains in the world in six months. Wow. Wow. In six months. And so I, I don't even know how I, I honestly don't even know how I came across it. And little did I realize it was such a God, God was like, God was like churning in my spirit the entire time I watched this. Like I wanted to climb a mountain, obviously, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't necessarily about a physical mountain. Yeah, yeah. It, this this wow. walk of faith for us is a journey. It is like a climb up a mountain. The summit mm. is like our heavenly dwelling. Like we are on a very hard journey up a mountain with like trials and pain and struggle and all of that. But we're called to do it together. We're called to do it together in a team. And there's going to be hard parts on the way. There's going to be pauses on the way. We're going to stop at different camps along the way and sit for a while and get refreshed and get restored. And then we're going to keep going. And all of it, I just could feel all of this very spiritual significance to what is involved in mountain climbing. Anyways, I loved it. It was so fascinating. And so this guy set out to do this. Now, before him, the only other person to complete this same task was a guy named Reinhard Messner, and he did it over 16 years. Okay, so the exact same thing. He did do it, but he did it over 16 years. Everyone told him it's absolutely impossible. This is not possible. And so that's why he called the project Mission Possible. And I felt like in the midst of it, God just began to speak to me about the power of the word discipline, about the power of both the discipline of our actions, of living a disciplined life, of walking out the power of spiritual disciplines, also the other side of the word discipline, of the discipline of the Lord, of the loving discipline of the Lord that is such a gift to our lives. Whether we see it that way or not, it is a true, true gift to our lives that is designed to help us to be more like Jesus, to actually experience the fullness of what God has for us. And so I'm watching this. It's all about discipline. It's all about, you know, and this idea of, you know, mission possible. And all of this is kind of swirling through my head and I'm watching. I'm so inspired and I want to go climb a mountain. And, and, and I'm like, okay, God. And all of a sudden it, it just, it just falls. And I sensed that my word for this year is discipline. I sense that the Lord wants to take me in my life personally on a journey of discipline, but he also wants me to take others on a journey of discipline as well. And Heartstrong lines up with that, um, you know, leaning very specifically into spiritual disciplines, the development of those things, but also learning and being set free from how to receive the loving discipline of the Lord. And so God has been just so faithfully leading me on that journey and I think will continue to lead me on that journey. And um, the second part of the word is nothing is impossible 
with God and discipline through discipline. So I feel like there's this tie between trust and faith in God. Nothing, absolutely nothing. If something seems impossible, it's not. Nothing is impossible with God through discipline, but there is the action of discipline. So part of my digging into this and just practically speaking, I wanted to develop some better habits and, you know, I know it sounds very typical, you know, the beginning of a new year and resolutions and all of that. Um, but I did want to develop some better habits because I actually want to practice discipline in my life, um, both in the physical and the natural, as well as seeing the result of that in the spiritual. So just on a totally practical side, I have set some new disciplines of, you know, just different, different habits that I want to develop. At the beginning of the year, I read the book Atomic Habits. And so that's just, again, a practical book. I believe it's by James Clear. Really, really practical, really excellent, really simple. I actually downloaded Audible. So I'm listening to books <laughs> by audio and it's sweet. It's it's actually awesome. But one of the things that he said um, about discipline and about uh, developing habits is that, you know, it's one thing to develop a habit or to set a goal that has a destination or defined ending. So let's say a goal like I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, that's fine. And you can set that. And then when you achieve the goal, you've lost 10 pounds. Usually what happens is you just go right back to the old habits um, that you had before that. So he, in the book, he, he um, shares about how you want to be able to think about who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Who am I becoming? And connect who you want to become as a part of your identity to setting up the habits in your life that are going to help you be that person. And so instead of setting goals like, I want to lose 10 pounds, <laughs> I want to go to the gym more, um, I literally started to form some identity statements about who I want to be. I want to be a more healthy person. I want to be a morning person. I want to be a spiritually disciplined person and then set some goals around those things. And it's it's awesome. It's a completely different way to think about. And then you ask yourself the question, you know, is what I'm doing right now, any action that you're doing, helping me become the person that I want to become? And it really is a good check for, because obviously most of the things that we do in the present are things that give us instant gratification, but usually those things don't line up with who we want to become, who we desire to be in the future. So anyways, that's the discipline side, which, which is awesome. And that's the practical side of fleshing it out. But as I finish up here, sharing a little bit about what God is speaking, and there is so much more, I've probably written about 40 or 50 pages of just things that I'm processing with the Lord. I am just going to share the word that the Lord put on my heart from Deuteronomy 2. And then I'd love to hear from you, Rhonda, and hear a little bit about what God's speaking to you. And we can chat about it together. So the word that the Lord gave me, and again, it's just from Deuteronomy chapter two. As I read through the chapter, I felt like the Lord highlighted phrases from the chapter. And so I wrote those phrases down and then I just prayed through those phrases and I kind of put together a word that I was sensing the Lord had for us um, from Deuteronomy chapter two. It said, we're on a journey. There's a mountain ahead of us, a mountain we must climb. It's a climb of discipline through everything that entangles and ensnares us from our true identity in Christ. The ultimate climb is this walk of faith here on earth, and the ultimate summit is the day when Jesus will make all things new. But there are many climbs within this ultimate climb, and the Bible describes it as a race. 
For many, the journey may seem impossible. Why do I do the things I do not want to do and the things I want to do I cannot do? But nothing is impossible with God. A mountain is an obstacle that prevents us from continuing straight ahead. We either have to go around the mountain or go over the mountain. It's time to turn northward. I'm sensing for 2020 that the Lord is speaking from Deuteronomy 2 verse 3. You've been traveling around the mountain long enough. It's time to turn northward. The climb will be hard, and so we must be disciplined and fixed on our true north, Jesus Christ. Don't rush. Quiet yourself in his presence. For in him, we already have everything we need. That which we want, that which we pray for, which we long for in the depths of our soul will be found as we seek Jesus and fix on Jesus with all of our heart. The fruit of self-control is essential to stay on course. There's no room for fear. Fear is not your friend. So do not be afraid for God is with you and it is God who fights for you. It will be hard, painful. There will be injuries and obstacles outside of your control. But there also will be times of refreshing, joy, dancing, and celebration if we do this together, if we stay together and journey together. We must be intentional about when to climb and to work and to labor and when to rest, wait, and quiet our hearts. We need wisdom for when to press on and when to celebrate. The Lord has blessed the work of your hand for he sees your wandering in the great wilderness of your soul. God is with you and you lack nothing. Watch out for the bait of Satan. Don't make the little things big things. Keep your eyes fixed upward. Do not contend with the small enemies along the way. The small enemies are revealing what is already on the inside of you, where you are vulnerable and susceptible to distraction and temptation. The small enemies want to drain your energy and take your attention from the true north King Jesus, who has already defeated your foes. Be wise, alert, and aware. Repent quickly as your sin nature is revealed. Rise up and set out on your journey. Take possession of that which Jesus has provided and contend for it in battle. There is new authority available. When you walk in the way of love and self-control, your enemy will be in fear and dread of you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Do not turn either to the right or to the left. Look up, fix your eyes on Jesus, true north. Begin to take possession of that Begin to take possession that you may occupy new land, new territory, new places of authority. There's a freedom revival coming, but it will require discipline, endurance, steadfastness, and perseverance. We must destroy all the works of darkness within us and leave no survivors. Ruthlessly eliminate the works of darkness. Keep no spoil from the enemy of your soul, for it will only harm you. God has already given your enemies into your hands. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love others as you love yourself. Choose the way of life and good. Nothing will be impossible for you with God through discipline. Wow, Lori, that is profound. That's really profound. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. And that just resonates. And I know I have received some of what you've shared. I've just taken that into my spirit. That's exactly like I love even how God is forming us. But there is an intentionality to that forming. It's not just going to happen. Yes. That there is an exchange and an invitation to be a part of that process that we have to choose. 
we have to choose life or death. There, like we've talked about, there's no neutral ground. Yeah. And God is saying like, no, like this is what I have for you, but you have to choose it. Yes. And trust that the discipline is for our good, but it's producing in us something extraordinary because it's him. It's really him. That yeah. is yeah. amazing. So I know that was a bit all over the place, Whoa, a little bit no. of the practical, a little bit of the spiritual, but ultimately that that was the the sort of the anchoring word um, that has come from, you know, wow. just processing all of this. And and I'm I'm really excited, but I do know, like I do know and sense that, you know, this word is not it's it's not a I don't believe we're out of the struggle. I don't, I believe this, there is a struggle. Like there's a struggle that like it, there's one in the natural, there's one in the world right now. There's one like it's, there's life is not easy right now. It's not easy. It's everywhere. And it's so easy to get caught up in all of what's going on. Um, but I think in the midst of it, we can take hope and heart that God is giving us strategy for mm. how to walk through it. Like that's, he's telling us what to do. So I don't think we have to fear it. I don't think that we have to be a victim to it. Um, he's telling us what to do and how to walk it out. But I don't think it's necessarily going to get easier in life and even in our own soul, because I do think there is a battle over our soul space for Lordship. Mm. And so this is just part of, you know, I think how God is giving us strategy for how to walk this out. Wow, Lord, that is, thank you for imparting that. That, that is something that's going to stay <laughs> with us as we walk that out, because that's a lifelong journey. But definitely you verbalized exactly, just, just brilliantly how God is moving in this season, what he's doing. And we want to lay hold of that because God has so much in store and I don't want to be robbed. I don't want to miss out yeah. because I've just chosen to settle Amen. and just chosen to say, well, oh, this is good enough. I want to spend yeah. my life and heart on the kingdom now. Yes. Not the kingdom just to come. It's the kingdom now. Amen. So this is part of the kingdom now pulling from heaven, the mission, the intentionality, the urgency of the kingdom now. So I want that. And I think this goes kind of into what my word was for this year. You know, coming in the fall, I kept, like you were talking about during scripture, when I was reading the scripture, a word would pop out. And for me, it was abundance. And I kept seeing abundance all through when I was reading through the scriptures. And I was just like, I think this is abundance at the Father's table. And I started just to just let that kind of, I meditated on it, germinate in my spirit, the abundance of provision at the Father's table. And I just thought maybe that was the word, the abundance of provision. And on Christmas Day, God kind of, lock and loaded the word to a way I, I didn't actually expect. So in my house, Christmas day, I know you're similar is like the day. Like I Pinterest my Christmas table. <laughs> I love Christmas day. I host Christmas day and I love, love setting the table on, especially that day. And I love it to be like that. Wow. And I take a lot of time. Did to you think take a picture? It. I don't think I did this oh, year. Oh, should have taken a picture. I am bad for that. I always forget to take pictures. I'm so caught up in the moment. I forget. And no one in my family takes pictures either. So we miss lots of moments of pictures. So anyway, but it was beautiful. And I love it to be that moment when the family comes in and all the candles are lit and everyone's like, oh, like just that feeling like the table is prepared, intentionally thought of, everything's prepared. And so you know, Christmas day was happening. All of our family is there. The candles are lit. It's beautiful. 
I'm looking around the table and I felt like God dropped a word in my spirit that the provision, the abundance of the provision, when I'm looking at the table, all the food, people enjoying the food, it wasn't actually about that, that it was what happened after the meal. It was the abundance of intimacy and fellowship. And I felt in my spirit that God said, you know, the abundance of provision is because I'm your father. That's a given. When I think of my children, I think what I did there, I wasn't thinking, oh, maybe I'll do food. No, it's a given. This is the table. There'll be lots of food. There is no lack. There is so much you could take for days. There is no lack of food at the table. But it was after the meal that when that was, that was like the initial part to get out of the way to eat, people weren't talking when they were eating. They were enjoying and partaking to nourish their, nourish their bodies. But it was the after meal as we sat around the table and shared stories and memories and fellowship together. I felt like God said, that's the abundance I want. That's where I want you to go. I don't want you to settle for the abundance of just provision. I want you to move to the abundance of intimacy. I want you to fellowship with me. I want to hear your heart and I want to share my heart. I want you to know the father's heart at the father's table. And that's the abundance we have. And you know, what's funny when it happened, I just started, it just struck me like it, it was like it took me right out. That's not what I expected. And the weeks to follow, a couple weeks to follow, I just started feeling a little bit sad in my spirit, grieved that I have settled for the dine and dash. I have settled for the abundance. I've pulled up to the table. Absolutely. I've come to the table. I've come with my needs to the table with God and I've partaked. I've received what he's provided for me in my spirit but I've dined and dashed. And I know even in the natural as a parent, when I've done a beautiful meal and I've set it all up and then my kids eat and they all have plans and they leave and I'm left with the dishes and cleaning up. I mean, how <laughs> every mother out there, or if you're, you if you're a father and you prepare the meal, Christmas dinner <laughs> takes forever, forever. Yeah. And you usually start at least the day before, if not even before that yeah. between the shopping and all the preparation. And then you sit down and it's eaten in what, how long does it take to actually eat it? Yeah. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, 15 yeah. maybe yeah. if you go for seconds like yeah gone done done hours of preparation oh i, I know. know we can all relate to that we can all relate and the grace of god is that i'm your father you never have to question if there'll be food at the table for you or a place for you this is your home this is my home that is your home because you're my child it's always there but i felt the grieving of the father's heart that I have dined and dashed many times, actually a majority of the time, even in my time with God, I'll get what I feel like I've received, listen for a little bit, linger for some, and then I'm, I'm gone. And I feel like God's at the table like, there's an abundance that's here that you haven't even tapped into. I just get your provision out of the way so you can actually hit the abundance. That's just a given. That's not the abundance. The provision is not the abundance. That's part of our inheritance. That's part of the Father's house. That's a given. But the abundance is the intimacy. And so I have to say, intimacy is a very uncomfortable place for me. And I feel like the Lord is going to a depth in my heart with him. with And it's going to open up in all areas of my life. Even when you're talking about the healing, even as you were talking about 
the discipline, but God going and mining and working inside the spirit and the healing space, I know that this word of intimacy with God is going to unearth things that I'm very uncomfortable with. It's going to bring me on a journey I'm very uncomfortable with because I do like the dining and dashing. I, To be honest, it's easy. I get what I need. I don't have to actually go there. I don't have to actually admit things or be vulnerable or be transparent. And I feel like that's what God wants, but not even just for me. God wants to share his heart. And I have missed out years of that. And so there was a grieving in my spirit, like, God, I, I have missed out on so much abundance of intimacy with you, of knowing your heart, of hearing. Yes, you've been so grace-filled and you have shared your heart in my dine and dash. You have loaded me up, but there is an abundance I want to tap into and that's intimacy. And so I just feel like that is what God is leaning into in this spirit. I don't know what this journey is going to look like. I don't even know if I'm ready for this journey. I know I am but I know it's going to unearth things that I am very uncomfortable with and probably areas of my heart that I'm, I don't really want to let go of to be truthful, but I know it's for my good and it's for an abundance to know God and a fellowship with God that I have yet to even tap into. And the scripture I had was found in Psalm 36, eight. I'll just use that one. And it says, you feed them from the abundance of, of your own house, letting them drink from the river of delights. And I feel like God is just going to unearth this abundance of his own house. What does that look like? It's not just the provision of the table. There's an abundance in his house where I dwell, where I linger, where I abide, where I know my father's heart. Not just he knows me, but I know him that I want to mature into that. I want to contend for that. I want to linger there. And so for me, this is the unearthing that God is doing in my own heart. And I just want to encourage each of you, you know, as you're allowing God to highlight areas in the scripture, highlight a word that you then anchor to a scripture. I love that you even said oftentimes it's not just the joy and the ease and the excitement of that scripture and the it, provision and the provision <laughs> it's the healing it's the unearthing for a deeper fellowship with god to abide with him what does that mean to abide and so i want to abide in the father's house not just come and get what i need from the father's house but to dwell and feed in the abundance of the father's house so that is where i am resting in right now and really meditating in. I'm not even sure how this is all going to unfold. But I do feel, Lori, like even as you're sharing, these do coincide together that God is doing something in the season that's not just for one, but for all. And uh, it's going to be quite the season of healing and quite a journey. But we're going to become more like him and know more of him. And that's yes. exciting. Yes, it is. That is really, really exciting. I, I think that, you know, even as I've been sitting in the word discipline and 
and trying to let the Lord bring a revelation of the loving discipline of God, like what it produces in us. I do think on the other side of that, even as you shared, you know, about feeling that conviction about just receiving the provision, but not lingering, not lingering there to actually receive the intimacy that he, which is, that's where the abundance lives. Exactly. I love, like, I love how God gave you language for that because I think for us who are listening can can really identify with um, coming to God with our needs, coming to God with our requests and and experiencing the faithfulness of God to meet us in that place. But do we really sit in the discomfort of the intimacy side of being known by God and also knowing God? Like both of these places. I mean, when the scriptures say to us that, you know, we love because he first loved us, like the only way we can truly get a revelation of that, the only way we can truly say that we love God is if we are allowing ourselves to be fully loved by God, which means to be fully known by God. And that's the discomfort of the intimacy. And and even as I've been processing this word discipline, which again, like it comes with so many like negative connotations like no one likes the word discipline not on either side of the meanings not not the side of like punishment or consequence not the side of like having to work out and and endure and you know make disciplined habits and disciplined decisions both sides are like ah but i'm seeing in the midst of this there really is such an intimacy that god is trying to invite us into through his loving discipline because there's things in our life that are blocking that abundance Mm -hmm. there's there's things that we've just settled for there's things there's even provisions that are not like we've just accepted it because they don't feel wrong or bad they don't even seem like they're out of line or, or sinful per se but they they're not the fullness of what God has for us because we don't sit in that place because we were content with just getting what we need with just filling our mouths or filling our stomachs and then going right instead of actually being being so I I feel like even the imagery with the mountain climb Hmm. and the imagery with the journey and turning north like I do I feel like God is calling us to a spiritual climb into a deep deeper place with him it's not external it's internal it's a spiritual um experience and a spiritual walk and a spiritual journey that's going to require discipline both the discipline of the lord and the spiritual disciplines that god has given us in his word for how to walk this out because the journey is going to be challenging but i love it i love and i love how your you know, what you've just shared there, it really does put some language for me to process some of what God has already begun to do. You know, as I sit in my time with the Lord and just write and journal and kind of process and pray through um, different things that God is speaking to me, like, I understand what you're saying about the discomfort because Mm. there is some major discomfort (laughs) that is happening. And I'm like, (laughs) I know you're like, oh "Oh." my gosh. (laughs) And you know what? The thing is, and, and I don't know if maybe this is part of what's different about this year, but like, I'm actually okay 
if I can just sit in that discomfort with myself, with just me and God, and I don't have to talk about it and I don't have to tell anybody and I don't have to bring anybody in. But I actually think that this is like even the word, the table, it's not just for you and God to sit at. You, you have to sit at the table with other people. Like this is about the body of Christ coming together in a way, in a, an uncomfortable way in relationship with each other, in relationship with God, in connectedness. Like, I I don't know. There's something in all of that. And that's the discomfort. Like, mm. I can sit in the moment in my time with my intimacy with the Lord, just me and him. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's when he says, no, no, now, like, share this. Be talk vulnerable. To, be transparent. Ooh. Talk to someone about this. Be accountable to someone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my like this is the sp- and so anyways it's okay okay <laughs> one step at a time but yeah i feel it too i feel it too that's powerful so wow. beautiful god so is doing beautiful. a new thing in us he really is doing a new thing and he longs longs for us to know him intimately so it's beautiful that's really really beautiful so as we prepare to close today We hope that these words have been an encouragement to you to what God is already speaking to your life. We hope that it has been confirming and maybe helped you to process a little bit about what you've been sensing. And again, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear the words that God is giving to you because I think that God gives each of us a little part of what it is that he's speaking just to let us in to a little bit of the journey of what he's preparing for us ahead. You know, I want to remind you that there is nothing that is impossible with God. And so dig into a life of inviting the discipline of the Lord and receive not only the provision that he has for you, but also receive the intimacy, the lingering. Once you have gotten the provision, receive after as God wants to pour out in abundance all that he has for you. We love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you soon.